January 18th, 2018. This is the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphenation. And I'm your host, Kellen Conley. Coming to you live from one of my many hideout spots. For the record, it's not a Kroger parking lot, it is a parking lot, but I'm in the cuts. I'm laid back. I'm hung low, as Bernie Mac once said. <laughs> Beautiful day. Snow on the ground. Cold. It's 13 degrees. 80 degrees in the whip. Hyphenation episode 49. 49 episodes. And I got some things to talk about. The first thing is something that came to light over the holiday weekend. One of my favorite comedians, actors, people, I thought, uh, Aziz Ansari, he had a, a story published by There was a story about him published by Babe.net Now, I have never in my life heard of Babe.net So when I first saw this come across Reddit On the Master of None subreddit I was skeptical at first I thought somebody had written Was taking advantage of the Me Too movement to put it out there that she had a bad sexual encounter with Aziz Ansari. Now, facts only, this was not a matter of, it was a matter of consent, but this was more along the lines of Aziz went on this girl named, went on this girl, Aziz went on a date with this girl named Grace. They went out to dinner. He didn't want to stay long. Then I'm going back to her place, his place. I want to say his place. Drinks were poured. And they begin to have a sexual encounter. Now, up front, I believe Grace said, don't quote me. This is just what I recall from reading the whole article on Sunday when it came out. I think it was Sunday. Grace told Aziz that she did not want to have did not want to be intimate with him. She did not want to have sex with him. Instead of Aziz saying no is no and backing off, because here's here's the gray area of it all. Aziz made his move. She kind of rebuffed him. And instead of him shutting it down completely, he kind of... No, he didn't even kind of. According to the story, he proceeded to engage in foreplay with her. Foreplay which made her uncomfortable in that moment. And if I recall correctly, she did say, I do not want to have sex. Instead of Aziz completely shutting it down, whatever, let's kick it, understand, he proceeded to engage in foreplay with this lady. Sorry, moms and dads who's listening, you may want to cover the kids' ears, but there was oral favors between the two. There was... Fingers on Aziz's part that was used on the young lady in question. Still, 
She made it pretty clear that she did not want to engage in sex to Aziz. So Aziz backed off. And then they moved to a different part of the apartment. She said something along the lines of not wanting to have sex on the first date. What up, though? Nosy. And this dude's going to come ruin my podcast. She said something along the lines of not wanting to have sex on the first date. So Aziz made a comment about the time or here's another drink. Would this count as our second date? So Aziz is still being forceful with the young lady. After that comment's made, they chilled for a little bit and then Aziz again began foreplay to try to seduce the young woman. And again, the young woman, the woman, shut him down. But not before Aziz forced himself on her again with foreplay orally and for the second time in an encounter forced the young lady to perform oral on himself from there eventually things died down she left Aziz's apartment Aziz proceeded to text her the next day or a few days later And the lady told her that she made that he made her very uncomfortable and that she had asked him to essentially stop and that he wasn't taking nonverbal cues. And Aziz's response, according to the text message published by Babe.net, was I'm sorry, I had no idea you felt that way. I want to work on my nonverbal cues and I apologize for putting you in that position. So here's the thing. This one, this allegation against disease has split people down the middle because there's those people who immediately say, like myself, when she told him no, it should have been a no. There have been countless times in all of our lives, well, not necessarily our lives, but in 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 sexual encounters between a gentleman and a lady, or a gentleman and a gentleman and a lady and a lady, let's be fair, where things are initially rebuffed, but then later in that same process, for whatever reason, Sex happens. Sometimes it's for the wrong reasons where a sexual act was forced upon someone, the person who already said no. Sometimes things just change. Maybe you drink a little bit more. Maybe you get looser. Maybe you feel more comfortable. Maybe you're like, fuck it, I'm horny. This guy's here. This girl's here. Why not? I know I said no earlier, but I've changed my mind. And sexual acts still occur. Sometimes these acts are facilitated by foreplay. Whereas before, the person who declined the request for sex before said... No, a little foreplay will get them in the right mood, put them in a place where they feel comfortable, and they go ahead with the sexual act. This has happened countless times in sexual encounters for years. So there are the people out there who see what Aziz did as bad because he continued the encounter after he was told no but they also see it more as Aziz being more of a 
a poor judge of not character um, having bad judgment in the in the situation instead of it being Aziz is an Aziz is an asshole Aziz is an asshole oh shit Aziz is an asshole why would he do that I really like that guy and I can't imagine his little scrawny frame trying to continually force sex on another person especially when Aziz is seen as someone he he uh he was a part of the um Tom's up he had a Tom's up pin he wore black at the golden globes he was a part of that whole situation which I'm all for I call it a situation cuz uh I I guess I I could call it a movement if it's his hip hop <laughs> But he was part of the Tom's Up movement. Same as another gentleman who sexual allegations have come out against. Like, literally sexual allegations of misconduct. James Franco. But some say it's not the same. All Aziz did was make a bad judgment. However, with James Franco, they're immediately quick to say fuck James Franco which is that's proper I'd say he's a creep I agree but with Aziz with him being a part of the Tom's Up movement and I'd say he he comes from a, a feminist standpoint uh, with what we've seen on Master of None including an episode in season one where Aziz um one of his co-workers was telling him about how creepy dudes can be as far as following them home and and not taking no for an answer and all of that. We saw that in season one and then we saw how the Chef Jeff storyline played out in season two where you kind of got a vibe early on that something was off about Je Chef Jeff. But then they kind of went away from it as Aziz developed the show with him. But then in the season finale of um, season two of Master of None it comes out that Chef Jeff has been making has been a creep to ladies and they have gone through uh, encounters with Chef Jeff that made him uncomfortable some people have been, have been asked to be taken off shows he's worked on because he has tried to force the situation with them many times and nothing has been done despite it being reported and this was a few months because this came out in the summer of 17 it's a few months before all the allegations started coming out of Hollywood so one would think this episode this episode sponsored by Fago Moon Mist by the way one would think that Aziz would know better So, the problem is there's people who want to include Aziz in that, in that um, um, group grouping of of the of the accused, and they want to we're completely done with Aziz and sorry. And then there's those ones that say he made a mistake. We he 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 explained that in a statement. And a statement essentially said that I thought we had a nice evening. I thought we had a consensual encounter. And I was completely wrong. So Aziz owned up to it later in the same day that the allegations came out. Uh, so this is where you get into the Matt Damon of it all. And when I say the Matt Damon... There are people out there who Matt Damon has come forward, even though he recently finally came out and said, I'm just going to keep my mouth closed about it because he's put his foot in his mouth so many times. Uh, there's the Matt Damons in the world who say, well, there's levels to this shit like Meek Mill. There's your full on horrible people like Harvey Weinstein. And then there are your. Louis C.K.'s who 
masturbating in front of women without their consent, but it's not the same thing. That's what Matt Damon's essentially saying, and that's what that's what Aziz's case essentially boils down to. That that's what where public opinion is the ultimate judge of this. The lady didn't say anything about, and a lot of these allegations have not been. They've been published and they've come public record, like the Matt Lauer and stuff. But I have not seen anything outside of Weinstein have anything with legal implications coming. So all of this is being judged in the court of public opinion. So the Matt Damon of it all says there's levels. Some cases aren't as bad. We need to stop leading the witch hunt. There's a, there is a large... A support group for that idea of yes I support me too but not everything is they want to have shades of gray versus black and white I've said on this podcast before that when it comes to these things I tend to look at it black and white white means that you ain't done it that no one's come forward and said anything crazy like that black means that you got some you got some uh Red in your ledger, as Black Widow called it in Avengers. This one really sucks for me because I am a huge fan of Aziz. I've been a fan of his since Human Giant. I think his stand-up special, An Intimate Evening with Aziz Ansari, or whatever that's called, uh, the one where he does Randy and then tells Kanye West story and R. Kelly story, I think that's one of the best, his best stand-ups, and is one of my favorite stand-up uh, specials of all time. I'm a big Parks of Recreation fan. I love Master of None, as I've said on this show. And it, it just sucks because it's like, okay, I'm still trying to read his uh, his book that he put out a few years ago about dating. It, it it's it's tough, only because. You think you're getting a comedy book, and then there's there's a whole more like it's, it's an actual book made of facts and numbers and everything. So it, it's a it's a tougher read than uh, what one might expect when they pick up a book by Aziz Ansari. So I haven't gotten all the way through it, but I'm like, do I continue to read it? Do we expect Netflix to do anything about this? Because obviously, when the Kevin Spacey stuff came out, they axed him from House of Cards immediately. Danny Masterson took some time, but they took him off of the ranch. I believe there's other people with Netflix deal. Oh, Louis C.K. Uh, they have cut all their deals with him. FX has cut all their deals with uh, Louis C.K. But uh, they still have his his prior stuff on on the service. Will we see Netflix do anything? Does that because in my own selfish mind, as horrible as this is. I did have the thought, how does this affect Master of None Season 3? Which we know is probably two years away still. Considering Aziz said that he wanted to take a break, and I believe there was two years in between Season 1 and Season 2. And that's very selfish of me, and I hate that I come from that place, but as a fan, as somebody who consumes his products, it does affect me like that. I'm not ready to say... Oh, it's all right. I don't see the big deal. Yeah, he shoved, her, shoved his fingers in her vagina. Yeah, he uh, he went down on her when she said she really wasn't feeling it, and forced her to put and perform oral oral on him. And for see, and that's and that's the thing, because I'm saying forced oral on her, and it is a force because she said she didn't want to have sex. So. The next thing out of his mouth wasn't, well, if you don't want to have sex, do you mind blowing me? If that came out of his mouth and then she blew him, that's fine. If he asked and she did it, that's consent. Now, if she came out and said later, uh, I went on a date with Aziz Ansari and I told him I didn't want to have sex and he was fine with that, but he asked me to blow him and I did it. I didn't really want to, but I, I thought it was the least I can do and then I went home. Like, if that was the case, would this even be seen as the same issue? It should be. Because. I, <sighs> There's so much gray area here, man. 
So I'm interested to see where this goes. There's been opinion pieces about Aziz's sorry is wrong for not picking up on non on nonverbal cues or not or Aziz is a cue is guilty of having a bad date. I it's still black and white for me, man. Like she said no. He continued to engage. He didn't force himself on her though, but he took it from where it could have just been a bad date, an awkward situation, to where it's like you got to look at him with the side eye now. Which is sad, because again, I love Aziz. But it's just fact of life. I mean, once that's out there, there's you can't put that... It's not like Mephesto is going to show up and put that, back, that uh, magic back in the can for you. He's not going to remove that knowledge from everyone's minds. So, I, I wanted to leave with that because that, that's the first case that's really come out that I've really felt strongly about, really talking about, really felt strongly about, really talking about, that, I, I, that definitely affected me. Because, like, all the other people that it's come out against, it's like, oh, James Franco, whatever, Spacey, whatever, Masterson, whatever, Weinstein... I've always thought he was a pig. Hell, I thought the way he treated Kevin Smith sometimes was pretty shitty. Um, so, yeah. It, it, that This one bugs me. It'll be interesting to see where his career goes from now. It hasn't even been a week since all these allegations came out. Aziz was quick to respond. It wasn't... I mean, it was a few hours in, in between it being published and then him responding. But it's not like he's denying it or anything like that. I mean, it's part of life, man. It's something we all got to figure out. So by the time you hear this, next topic, by the way. By the time you hear this, your boy, Kellen Daniel Conley, born in Winchester, Virginia, calls Cape and Bridge, West Virginia, and Morgantown, West Virginia home, will be 35 years old. I had a couple moments. <laughs> Let's get a little lighter here. I had a couple moments because... You know, like 30, 30, I freaked out. I freaked out a little bit. I can't lie. Didn't think I would, but for six months leading up to my 30th birthday, I said my birthday was canceled. I was going to be 29. Uh, all these things. I was going to... I was, I was never going to get old. I was upset. I was moody. And I, I had a few moments like that over the weekend because... I'm trying to play what I want to do my birthday, and it's all I want to do is go out to eat and hang out the crib and play video games with the homie. That's all I want to do. Um, nothing fancy. No birthday bashes. No scars. No performances. No trying to get people to come in from out of town. And even that, I just got so in my feelings. I was like, man, I don't even care. Whatever. Just a birthday. <laughs> I don't care if anybody comes. Nobody cares about my birthday. Angel has been an angel about it. Like, your birthday matters to me. We all want to do something for you. It's a big deal. We, uh, we care. I'll, I'll handle the invite stuff. Stop stressing out about it. Stop thinking nobody's going to come. All of that stuff. I mean... I guess it just comes with getting older because on one end it's like yeah I would love to uh, the plan is we're going to get together we're going to go eat at a Japanese steakhouse and then play video games at the house for a few hours and I'm going to go to bed and then day two of 35 will begin on January 23rd but I don't know my 30s have been good though man my 30s have been pretty good. I mean, let, let's let's run it down, like, real quick. 13. 
2013, I released my I released a mixtape. Mine's mixtape volume four. I got married in July. Went to Jamaica to Sandals in Montego Bay. A life-changing trip where everything was all inclusive. We took too many off off resort trips. So I will not let that mistake happen again. But we had a hell of a time. I got Angel pregnant in Jamaica. Month and a half after we get back from Jamaica, we find out that Angel is pregnant with Aaliyah. And this is literally, we decided the day, the weekend before, the pretty much after our wedding up until the time that we left for Jamaica, like a day and a half later. We decided, hey, let's let's stop using protection. Let's see what happens. We both want to have a kid. Uh, see what happens. And, and your boy, as Method Man once said, got that super sperm. So, Or as El Rey once said in the classic movie, Death Proof. Not Death Proof. Planet Terror. I don't miss. <laughs> I love Grindhouse. I uh, really wish they would release Grindhouse in its original theatrical form. It was a great movie. I'm, I'm glad I got to see the whole thing together. 14. Aaliyah is born. In April, on Easter. 420. I attend my first NBA basketball game. Where I saw the Cavs defeat the Clippers in Cleveland. Had a hell of a um, beer and diaper party with all the homies. We had a great time. We, we played video games and got drunk. Then we went to Fishbowl, which is right down the street from my house. Mario's Fishbowl, great spot, local spot here in Morgantown. We did that. Uh, most of 14 was spent learning how to be a dad. 15. Oh, 14, I dropped my album, finally. Soon you'll understand. With the same album title that I first conceived way back in early 2000s, I finally dropped it in 2014, 10 songs. My mom loved it. My mom absolutely loved it. So did my dad. They were both hella proud of me. Fifteen. Oh, 14. Also in 14. Went to the Royal Rumble. Saw CM Punk's last match ever in WWE when in the Royal Rumble match. Went with the homies. Gary, Anthony, Thomas, Moose, Jonathan. We had a hell of a time. Even though it was a snowstorm. I successfully watched all the seasons of How you Met, I Met Your Mother in time for the series finale. 15 15 wasn't as notable for good things. I'm trying to think. Aaliyah turned one to your wedding anniversary. Matt came back. Did Matt come back in 15 from Wisconsin? Um lost both my moms, lost my stepmother. Bonnie Conley and I lost my birth mother, Barbara Walker, in late 15. 16, we bought a house. Aaliyah turned three, two. Aaliyah turned two. Cavs won the championship in dramatic fashion. Left my job. Started a new job. Finn Balor won the Universal Championship. <laughs> The Cubs won the World Series. And then 17, which we just had. Aaliyah turned three. Lost my job. Got my old job back. 16, started the world's greatest podcast in January 2016. The same show you're listening to right now. Also in 16... I uh, formed a relationship with Elliot Wilson of XXL, 
editor-in-chief fate. Him and Danielle Smith, I helped them get their uh, Relationship Goals podcast on iTunes, and then I was helping them out with it until they went to Winter Circle Media before they stopped doing the show. Formed a relationship with them, helped Elliot with his Thorough podcast. Elliot Wilson sat in a room with B-Dot and Jay-Z last year to interview him about 444 of all things. I am in semi-direct contact with Elliot Wilson, a man who knows Jay-Z. How crazy is that? Seventeen. Got my first... uh, Hi, uh, um... Got my first writing gig for a, a, a website with 16 Wins a Ring. As you heard last or in episode 47, that is now over. But I have prospects going forward. I'm really, really kind of interested in seeing what the 94 um, foot, the 94 feet report is all about. They're not becoming basketball site. Got my old job back. I said that. Um move locations and end up liking it despite my reservations had dad on the podcast there's there's just been a lot of good things in my 30s now if I compare that to 2003 when I turned 20 I moved to Morgantown I started a relationship with Angel 2004 Turned 21, released my first mixtape. 2005, released my second and third mixtapes. Met Eric Jordan. Um, performed for the first time in Morgantown. 2006, I moved in with Angel. 2007, I released another mixtape. Me and Angel had our first breakup, which is my fault. They're both my fault. <laughs> Uh, Angel moved out, moved in with Ed. Um, officially joined Soundvision, a local um, record label here in Morgantown, Soundvision Recordings. Drank a lot, partied a lot. 2008, drank way too much, was a bum. Didn't have a job most of the year. <laughs> it was a rough one. Almost got evicted. Started working in the shoe department when I met, and that time I met Anthony and Thomas. So I'd say that my my first uh, five years of thirty were much better than my first five years of twenty in my twenties. So here we are, man. Your boy's gonna be thirty-five. I gotta get my license renewed. Always a fun time. Not really. Not really. And there you have it. But I, I did have a couple moments, man. Where I was like, fuck this. I don't, I don't want to be around people. Nobody cares. I'm just getting old. I'm a relic. But Angel calmed me down both times. So. Next topic. This is a topic that I hold dear to my heart. And this topic has to do with a certain coffee chain that is world-renowned and has an army of basics who worship the ground it is built on. Starbucks is trash, guys. I don't care, I don't care. I don't care, I don't care. Why is Starbucks trash? The main thing Starbucks does is they make coffee. They are known for coffee. That is what Starbucks does. You with me? Okay. Their coffee, straight up, even when a little cream is not good. I don't care if it's the blonde. I don't care if it's the Pike's Roast. I don't care what version it is. Their coffee is just plain old bad and I don't see what everybody sees in it now I will say that I did have a few sips of Christian's coffee my brother-in-law's coffee when we were out 
uh, a few weeks ago at Target, and it was actually good because he drinks it black. But for the most part, Starbucks is just trash. The two things I get from Starbucks: chai tea latte, which is tea, <laughs> and caramel macchiato. Shout out to Dy, better known as David Morris now, who uh, had a song called Macchiato Music when he was more focused on his rap back in about 2011. I think that's when it came out, 2011, 2010. Now he's uh, on his folk shit. Shout out to Dee, man. He's doing his damn thing still. <sighs> but anything else is just bad. Like, I've had two whack experiences. Like, I, I tried new things. I'm like, I, don't, I, I could easily just get the chai tea. I could easily just get the caramel macchiato and I'll be fine. Whatever. Cool. But I wanted to see if there's something else I like. So at Christmas, ran over to the new Starbucks that was over by the old location. Got got one of my coworkers an order, and then I made my own order. And I said, let me get that eggnog latte or whatever. It was so bad. I don't even think they make the best pumpkin spice latte, and I think that they are ones who started doing it first. I got this blonde, flat, white latte the other day. It was a little better. It was way better than eggnog. The eggnog really tasted bad. But it was just like, ugh, like, why am I drinking this? I don't understand. Why do y'all like Starbucks so much? Damn, it's not even good. Give me Duncan or fucking Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons is top. Tim Hortons is king. We got three Tim Hortons locations now. I think we got one in Star City. Um, we have one in Suncrest Town Center. We might only have two. But I love Tim Hortons coffee, man. It's so good. I love Duncan's Donuts coffee. It's so good. You're, the main draw is the coffee. Why can't y'all make good coffee? Biggest coffee place in the entire world and y'all can't make a decent cup of joe. And another place can't make a decent cu cup of joe. We just throwing shade everywhere. Gloria Jean's coffee is trash too. I used to work in the mall next to Gloria Jean's. They made some decent specialty drinks, man, but fuck the coffee. <laughs> I don't care, I don't care. I don't get it. If you want to drink coffee, drink something good. I've had I like gas station coffee better. Some of the coffee that I'll be getting at Circle K is much delicious. Even Sheets, I can do Sheets breakfast blend. I think that's delicious. Some of this other shit, man. Y'all got it. I don't know. Between Starbucks and Olive Garden, I don't know what's worse. And with Olive Garden, it's not that the food's not good. If you look at my Twitter feed, there's many instances where I call out Olive Garden. I think Olive Garden makes good food. But I think for the freaking prices, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, you get the bread, you get the breadsticks, and you get the, the, the salad, and, and you gotta think about that. The soup and salad is the best deal they got, man. Some of them soups is banging. And when the breadsticks are fresh, those are banging. But you know what happens when you go to Olive Garden, just like if you go to a Texas Roadhouse, if you're familiar with that. They give you the bread, they bring you the salad, and then they bring out your entree, and you're like, damn, I filled up on all these breadsticks and salad. What the hell am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> and I was talking like Aziz there a little bit. Starbucks is trash. Olive Garden's overpriced. I don't care. I don't care. Next topic. Moving right along. Moving right along. Quality material from your boy. Number 35. Kevin Durant. Oh, sidebar. Since I just brought up uh, Kevin Dar Garnett. Kevin, Kevin Durant, sorry. Let me make a note here. Kevin Durant heel. Heel Kevin Durant is the best Kevin Durant. 
And I know, on episode 18, I shit all over Kevin Durant for joining the Warriors. I still have my reservations about it. But unlike LeBron, when he went to Miami in 2010, even though he tried, Kevin Durant has made a full heel turn. KD does not give a fuck about what you think. LeBron did. And it showed. LeBron didn't stop. When LeBron stopped caring as much as when Miami started winning championships. Swear to God. That's, when they, that's why they lost in the 2011 finals. That had a lot to do with it. LeBron cared too damn much. When LeBron let the next season, when he let the game come to him, that's when Miami got over the hump, man. And LeBron won that first chip. And that's why he's been to eight straight finals now. Let's see. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Seven straight finals. We'll see about an eighth, man. The Cavs look shaky. <laughs> Shout out to them Bulls balling, though. But I, I love heel Kevin Durant, man. That's donkey threw down LeBron the other night. Was vicious. I couldn't bring myself to buy some KDs though, man. They had they had these black and white joints. I, I bought myself some new shoes because I, I I I'm at an age where it's like I need functional shoes, and I was like, I want to wear one pair of shoes. I have five pair of shoes. I have white and purple Air Force Ones. My blue phone posits still. I have this uh this um. Uh, more up-tempo Air Max hybrid that's black and red that I got in Indiana um, during the Final Four in 2010. And I got uh, these uh, Jordan 12.5s, black and reds that my mom got me uh, that I still have. And then I had, I had my main shoes, which are what which is on the way out. They got holes in the soles. Uh, these DC uh, black and green joints that I just love. But I've been wearing them to death for like the past two years. They're my go-to shoe. Just got me a new go-to shoe, all black with a a gum uh, a gum sole on them. Can't wait till all the snow melts. I can start breaking those out, breaking those in. Can't remember what. No, they're called the Nike Air Burrows, man. I got them from I got them from a shoe department. Fifty bucks. I still plan on getting me some uh, more up tempos to replace my black and white more up tempos that I ruined. Like 2000, circa 2006, 2007. And I love those shoes. Those are my favorite basketball shoes. They're more up tempos. The Pippins. So, it's time to retire them. And where, where was I going with that? <laughs> that I bought myself a new pair of shoes. And, oh, I didn't. I didn't. I, there were some KDs that was like roughly around $50. They were black and white. But they had the KD logo on the tongue, man. I just couldn't do it. I was like, man, I fuck with Hale Kevin Durant, but I don't, I don't want to walk around this shoe. And KD is actually a, a, a family nickname that my mom and my sister, um, my uh, stepmother, my mother, and uh, my stepsister, sister. I'm saying that as in I see them as my sister, my mother. Don't get it twisted. They they put me onto those, or they they. <laughs> They used to call me KDs. My dad was like, well, why didn't you get those? I was like, I just couldn't do it, Dad. I don't know. I don't want Kevin Durant to have my money. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. You don't, have, you don't have to have my money. Last topic, though, is... Speaking of Aaliyah and being a parent... A little bit ago. A little bit ago. A little bit ago, of course. Damn. There's just certain things that you can't do as a parent anymore. And I'm realizing this as she's closer to four than she is three. Saturday morning. I get up with Leah. She plays on her tablet for a little bit. She, she wants food. I get her cereal, whatever. Angel gets up a little bit later. She eats. Like, all right, well, I'm gonna make myself something to eat. Everybody's eating now. I'm just going. I'm gonna make me some pancakes and eggs. So I come out, get the get the waffle iron, the, the um, pancake griddle out. Start mixing up some batter. I want pancake. You just ate. <laughs> By this time, it's like 
This is 11 something. It's closer to lunch. And then Angel's like, well, daddy make you a pancake um, and an egg and you can have, that'll be your lunch. I want chocolate chips. I'm like, all right. All right, cool. I'll make you chocolate chip pancakes. So I was like, all right, yeah, that's fine. So I was cool then, but then I was like, man, I can't make I can't make pancakes without asking Angel if she wants chocolate chip pancakes. So I was like, hey, uh, do you want a chocolate chip pancake? She's like, yeah, I'll take I'll take a couple and some eggs. So made all that. And I was like, man, I feel like eating pancakes now. I, I think I get that from my mom though, because sometimes she would make food and then she'd be so sick of the food by the time she finished making it, she didn't want to eat any of it. So I think I picked up that habit. It was like, man, I don't even want these pancakes now. <laughs> so I didn't eat pancakes. I think I ate a salad. <laughs> and he was like, you really not going to eat pancakes? I'm like, I don't, I don't want them now. I don't know. But the main problem is that falls into the category of things you can't do once you're a parent. She's three, granted. But... I can't sit there and make myself a meal without expecting her to... I was okay with sharing with her a little bit. But the, the plan was, I don't want to... I just want to make this meal for myself. Be a little selfish. Have a little Saturday breakfast. And I couldn't do that. And so I got I got all... That was part of me being moody on, on Saturday, though. Like, man, I can't do nothing. If I was at the house by myself, I could make myself some food and eat it and be fine. But then I had to worry about making Aaliyah food, and then I wanted to make sure Angel had some, wanted some food if she wanted it. And it's like, man, there's, there's certain things you can't, you can't do. Like, I'm lucky I get away with what I get away with in the bathroom. Like, I'm able to disappear in there for 20 minutes still. But now I'm, I'm getting that, Daddy, Daddy, like the other night. I'm trying to use the bathroom, or rather, I'm trying to read. <laughs> I think I was done. <laughs> and. I want daddy to come out. I want daddy to come out. I want, daddy, I want, I want you to come out. Aaliyah, I'm almost done. <laughs> Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Let me finish. Please. I want you to come out of the living room and dance with me. Aaliyah, I, I will. Just just, just let me finish. Let me, let me clean up. Okay. Takes off. All right, bought myself some time. Started looking at some of my phone again. Daddy said he would be done. He's not done. I'm like, all right, I'm done. Can't go to the bathroom. <sighs> Can't watch TV. <laughs> when she's on her tablet, I get away. I can. I've been sneaking in community and scrubs. I've been able to get those in on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Many other time, can I watch something? She's been. She hasn't been too bad about football though. She's been letting me get away with football. Can I watch something? Can't watch TV. You just got playing your whole schedule around that kid, man. And I'm okay with that. But sometimes I do want to be a little selfish. I ain't perfect. What you staring at? I ain't a mirror. I'm just saying. We about to get mobile. Your boy got to go to work here. Very shortly. Well, I got to clock in. So, and I know a lot of y'all are probably listening to this like, duh, you know this, but it don't mean I can't complain about it. And shout out to, uh, to Noriega on Drink, Chat, on Drink Champs. One of his major things in the early episodes, I haven't listened to Reese episodes, but he always says something about being petty. And I, I'm just being a little petty and I, I know I am. And I guess I'm okay with it too. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to make myself something real quick. Just think of think about me, and you and you can't do that, man. You you got to think about the fam, for the fam. That's all the topics I got for 49, though. Real talk. As it's a car, wow, wow. Just throw yourself out there. As this car almost. Uh, Killed themselves, <laughs> so to speak. Got some recommendations for y'all, man. One of my coworkers is actually an actor. Uh, he, he he's been in many plays over the years. Extremely talented fella. 
And he told me he was in this play that I had no idea about. It's called Dog Sees God. And little known hyphenation fact, I am into the plays. Love me a good play. It's been a minute since I've been to a play. But I do love me a good production. And I'm still dying to see Hamilton with that said. Now, Dog Sees Dog. Dog Sees God is about the Charlie Brown kids growing up. It's an unsanctioned, unsanctioned, unapproved Charlie Brown cast growing up. Obviously, they can't use the names, but you kind of infer who everybody is from, from what happens. Starts out, not going to give you all too many spoilers. Snoopy passes away. And then Charlie Brown, the character who is Charlie Brown in the play, is trying to recover from this. And then he goes on this journey of self-realization along with his other friends from the comic strips. And it's really freaking good. If you if you just want to look at it on the Wikipedia page and get the gist of it, that's cool. I didn't even know it existed. That's what I did. But if you ever have the opportunity to see uh, Dog Sees God, definitely do it. And just, just so y'all can understand where I'm coming from with this one. Tyler told me, whoops. <laughs> And it's out there now. Ty, uh, Tyler told me that when they were uh, going to play, they started putting music to stuff. And there's a scene where the character who was supposed to be Sally is with the character who's supposed to be Linus. And Linus is like, hey, give me a blowjob. And Sally's like, ew, no, gross. And then they said they were setting music to the play. They didn't end up using it. But they said then Sally kind of looks away and looks back at the audience and the music cue hits. And this is the music crew. This is the music cue. My mind's telling me no, but my body, my body's telling me yes. And me and Tyler were laughing so hard. And I'm not sorry that I can't hit that R. Kelly note. But uh, definitely check out check out Dog Sees God if you get the opportunity, man. It, it looks like and it's, it seems like it's a really awesome story podcast recommendation there's a podcast that I ran across just looking through the iTunes charts just looking for something new get myself out of my comfort zone get experience with other stuff that's out there the more you take in the better that I think that my podcast is and this show is called guys we fucked can't lie Listen to it for all the wrong reasons, thinking that these two comedians would be getting on there saying, well, I had sex with this dude. <laughs> and this is what happened. Like, hilarious sexual situations. Not safe for work, clearly. That's what I thought I was getting into. And what it was, I listened to the most recent episode in 2018, and they gave relationship advice, is what they actually did. Like, people, I sent them some questions, and they gave relationship advice, and then they had a guest. And they had Janine Garofalo on there, who I've always been a fan of. Love her work. Uh, last thing I remember seeing her in was Girlfriends Got Divorced in the first season. But she had a really good interview with them. And so, guys, we fucked is something that I'm definitely going to be checking out uh, regularly to see who they have on. So, if you're looking for another podcast, it's not the world's greatest podcast. or one of the great podcasts from Hyphen Nation, or from the Hyphen Podcast Group. I suggest you check out Guys We Fucked. Also watched most of Wonder Woman. I kind of, uh, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law came in um, and for a visit to make up for missing Christmas. And we watched Wonder Woman. I kind of missed the beginning, but I saw most of it. Wonder Woman is fantastic. It is a great show. Great show. Great movie. Gal Gadot killed it. Chris Pine killed it. I can't wait to rewatch it and take in the whole thing. Highly recommend Wonder Woman. It is not the 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 hype is not lies. The hype is real. Please check out Wonder Woman. You'll really enjoy it as I did. Uh, a couple other things, real quick. Watch Captain Underpants. Uh, the the cartoon movie. Kevin Hart uh, plays uh, one of the the kids in the movie. And uh, Ed Helms is Captain Underpants. Saw the books for years, the young adult books. But the movie's really funny, 
a lot of obviously toilet humor. It is a kids movie, but I think that's a, a safe movie for uh, you would watch with your kids. Those of you who uh, have kids, Ali and I really liked it. Thought it was funny, and I read up a little bit on the books, and the books actually have a lot going on. So. I think I want to actually start checking out the books too. So I'm recommending the movie and the Captain Underpants series. Last thing is something I just discovered last night called Basketball GM. For some reason, instead of watching Community last night and taking a shower like I planned, I was digging through my save post on Reddit and found this Basketball GM site. I am in love with it. It is awesome. It's everything that your association, my league is, without you having to actually play the games great basketball simulator you have the ability to add custom rosters uh just look up basketball gm on google i'm sure it'll come up because that's what i'm about to do at work (laughs) get that up and running if it's not blocked pray for me y'all and that's my recommendations if you want to be down with the hyphenation you can do so in the following ways you can find us on itunes you can find us on the podcast app on your iphone When you get to iTunes, I need y'all to do a few things. I need y'all to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Need y'all to hit me with that five stars. And if you want to leave a review, that'd be awesome too. I'll read it on the show. Hell, I'll read a bad review. I'm okay with that. Um, And then I also need you to share the iTunes link whenever you see it come across the social meds. Or if you just feel feel it's your your duty to uh, share it, I need you to share it and let people know. The more you rate and review the show, the more the iTunes algorithm picks it up and the more exposure the show gets. So I appreciate that. For all my Android people in the world, you can go to Google Play Music. The show is on there. It updates faster than iTunes. You'll actually get the show a little bit faster than all these iTunes users, including myself. <laughs> they, uh, Hyphenation's also on other various Android apps. I... I like I've mentioned before, I, I have a friend Derek who added the had a podcast app and I checked for hyphenation hyphenation, so it was on there. So you can find it on there as well. Hyphenation is on Stitcher for those of you that like that program. You can listen to it on the website or on the app. Also on the tune in app. Also on Blank. Oh, Pocket Cast, also on there. I, I know I forgot to mention one of the times recently that the show was available on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash B hyphen, or just search hyphen universe until the end of February when I can get my real name back. Cause I was trying to be fancy and name my channel and eh, it wasn't worth it. So you can do that and I'll be super grateful if you do that. Um, how else can you listen to the show? Mixcloud. I'm in the process of figuring out how to automate Mixcloud, so to speak. So, soon in the coming weeks, you'll see all the hyphen podcast group shows on there. Um, and it'll update as the RSS feed updates. You can also find the hyphenation, hyphenation podcast on um, hyphen podcast group. On the hyphen podcast group, that's hyphenpodcastgroup.wordpress.com. You can find it on there. All the episodes go up the same. As soon as I'm done an episode, I post it on there so it's available. You can also find all the episodes on Victory Jump Off. On just Victory Jump Off. I almost said Victory Victory Jump Off Radio. VictoryJumpOff.wordpress.com. That's my personal site. And, and, if all you need from me is the RSS feed, you take feeds.feedburner.com slash hyphen nation 2016 that's h-y-p-h-e-n-n-a-t-i-o-n two zero one six and you can get all 49 episodes of fire i think that's my favorite part of the show just saying right there in your podcast listening to vice if you want to get a hold of me at b hyphen on twitter b-h-y-p-h-e-n hyphen universe on facebook or email me b hyphen at gmail.com and that's our show ladies and gentlemen so as i continue to ride into uh as i ride with the sunrise behind me you know a poetic for y'all 
Make sure you call your loved ones, hug your loved ones, write them a letter, write them an email, send them a tweet, let them know how much you care. Just make sure make sure you're expressing some way that they that they matter to you, no matter what. Hug them, kiss them when you see them, shake a hand, friend's hand, have a genuine have genuine interactions with people. The power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what that means. Do what's best for you. Live your dreams as best you can, or you just keep on grinding. We out here grinding like the clips. One time for your mind. Hotty ho, hotty ha. And until next time. Thanks, y'all.